part one of who burnt columbia this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by david wales who burnt columbia by augustin t smith part one depositions for claimants who burnt columbia extracts from depositions for claimants extract from the case of j j brown versus united states deposition of william d stanley eighth were you in columbia on the night of the burning answer yes sir ninth by what means was the city burned answer by general sherman's army of the united states troops i saw a man with the uniform of a united states soldier on enter the store of mr robert bryce on the block immediately opposite where mr brown kept his store and with a firebrand about four feet in length wrapped on one end with canvas put fire to the store of mr bryce under the roof all the buildings in that neighbourhood were destroyed on both sides of the street previous to the general conflagration i saw a number of soldiers pass me with tin cans and balls of cotton tied up with cord in an hour or two the city was in flames a united states soldier told me himself that he set fire to colonel clarkson's house the united states soldiers were then all over the city they appeared to have selected the northwest corner of every square on main street in the city and fire broke out simultaneously from different portions of the city the wind blew strong from the northwest at the time houses standing in detached grounds of from three to forty acres were burned at the same time there were no other soldiers in the city at the time except the united states soldiers under general sherman a united states officer who was a perfect gentleman who was sick in my store told me that the city of columbia would be burned that night which was the night of the seventeenth of february eighteen sixty five and also explained to me the signals which would be used i then sent for the mayor of the city and informed him of the fact while standing in front of my place of business general sherman with a portion of his staff was passing and the mayor stopped them and told him that he had heard that the town would be burned that night general sherman replied mr mayor you can go home and make yourself perfectly easy your city and citizens are just as safe as if there was not a federal soldier within a thousand miles they shall be protected if it takes an entire corps of my army i will avail myself of some day when the wind is not so high to destroy the confederate property he then rode on on that night notwithstanding this assertion i looked out for the signals of which i had been informed by the sick officer and saw them immediately after the signals the fire commenced at the northwest corner of every square on the main street before this the cotton had been set on fire in the middle of the street but put out by the fire department about three o'clock on the morning of the eighteenth general sherman ordered his fire brigade to proceed to stop the fire and prevent its further extension very soon thereafter the fire stopped w b stanley sworn to and subscribed before me this the seventh day of february eighteen seventy two albert m boozer u s commissioner circuit and district courts for district of south carolina 
milo h barry being duly sworn deposed i was in columbia in february eighteen sixty five when the city was burned the first fire i saw which was close to me was set on fire by soldiers i did not see the petitioner's store burned but suppose it was burned in the general conflagration the place i saw set on fire was set on fire by soldiers wearing the uniform of united states soldiers this was on the seventeenth february eighteen sixty five on the morning of the seventeenth of february when the army of general sherman entered i came into the city when i found that a committee of citizens had gone to surrender the city to general sherman this was about eight a m directly after about ten or eleven o'clock a m the army entered after the army came in about twelve o'clock i came down street to the old market on the main street there was cotton out in the street near the courthouse the wind commenced blowing a lively breeze and the cotton took fire the soldiers ran for the fire engines when i met one of the firemen and told him to open the engine house and told him to run out the hose carriage that they did not need an engine the citizens and soldiers ran out the hose carriage and put the fire out i did not see any more fire until about nine or ten o'clock that night and this was the warehouse before mentioned according to my best of belief i presume there were one hundred bales in the street the cotton was strewn along the centre of the main street for a considerable distance the cotton was in bales the wind kept freshening up all the afternoon my observation in regard to cotton burning is that it burns like a live coal it does not blaze when packed the last time i saw the pile of cotton mentioned was about twelve p m of the seventeenth i think there were other piles of cotton in the street but i am not certain in regard thereto nor can i tell whether or not other cotton was burned except the first above mentioned about five o'clock of the morning of the eighteenth or before a guard was sent to me i had however procured a guard before i cannot say whether or not general sherman's army or any portion thereof acted as an organized body in an effort to subdue the flames general hampton's troops left in the morning previous to the burning they left fully four hours before i saw the cotton burning as before stated m h barry william glaze being duly sworn deposed i witnessed the burning of columbia i know that the city was destroyed by general sherman's army because they were in the city at the time and i saw persons in the uniform of united states soldiers setting fire to the city in various places i saw two such persons fire mr phillips auction warehouse they opened the door and threw balls which they had set on fire into the building and in less than twenty minutes the building was in flames this building was diagonally across from the petitioner's store it occurred about seven o'clock p m all that part of the city caught directly after that in about one half of an hour i saw several other houses fired and among them my own building i am speaking now of what i saw myself i saw a building back of the old city hotel fired by balls by persons wearing similar uniforms whom i know to be united states soldiers for they came into my own house they burned my machine shop there were about one hundred soldiers there at the time 
they broke up the machinery and then set fire thereto not however by balls as aforesaid but by the broken boxes etc and oil poured on in the course of half an hour the conflagration became general most of the burning was done from that time until about three o'clock next morning i was a member of the city council at the time and went with the mayor to general sherman when general sherman promised the mayor that there would be no burning that night i saw no efforts on the part of the united states soldiers to subdue the fire but on the other hand i saw them endeavouring to spread it and heard some of them remark that it was not half enough it was on my way home from our conference with general sherman that i saw mr phillips warehouse fired i saw a sky rocket sent up from the state house yard where the headquarters of general sherman were which i took to be the signal for the burning of the city for immediately thereafter the fire burst out all over the city soldiers had been stationed at different points in the meantime william glaze sworn to and subscribed before me this eighteenth day of march a d eighteen seventy two albert m boozer u s commissioner for district of south carolina john mackenzie being duly sworn deposed i witnessed the burning of columbia on the main or richardson street my own residence was burned it must have been burned by bands of persons and not by accident i was a great part of the time about the fire on that night between nine and ten o'clock that night night of the seventeenth february i observed fires on the western side and eastern side of richardson street toward the state house about that time i saw fires out of the city apparently three or four or perhaps six or eight miles distant and in the suburbs soon the fires became general there were fires in the different parts of the city we left the main street and went on the back street to brennan and castle's carriage factory thinking we could there prevent the fire from proceeding on in the back of the city but there i gave it up as the hands left i saw soldiers during the time rushing about in and out of the stores i noticed that after they came out several times fires would soon break out from the stores entered but i did not see any of them put fire to any building nor did i see them carrying torches they did not aid me at night in stopping the fire i have been for many years president of a fire company i have been connected with the fire department for thirty years from my experience therein i judge that the fire was the work of incendiaries and not of accident i explain this in this way the fires occurred in twenty or thirty different places at the same time and so far from each other that they could not have been connected united states troops told me in my store in the morning that i would see hell to-night that they wouldn't leave one store upon another the parties who made the remarks were united states troops and belonged to general sherman's army john mackenzie sworn to etc etc extracted from depositions in the case of wood and hayworth versus the united states charleston office of u s commissioner april seventeenth eighteen seventy two reply to interrogation alfred huger sworn eighty-four years of age resides in charleston i was postmaster in charleston before the war and i had held the office for thirty years i was in columbia in february eighteen sixty five i was there when the federal troops entered the town 
i had conversations with several officers and with one who was called captain i don't remember his name i had a good deal of conversation with him and a day or two after the fire this captain said in answer to my question as to who had fired columbia we did it his saying so only confirmed my own impression if he had said anything else it would not have shaken my belief and impression and previously to the fire the general impression in the town was that columbia was to be burned nobody was surprised when the fire broke out and in consequence of this general impression i had taken what precautions i could to secure my family i had conversation at several times with two private soldiers named goodman and elliot they stated that the fire had been done by the army alfred huger sworn to before me on the seventeenth of april eighteen seventy two john f porteous u s commissioner w b williams sworn the officers of general sherman's army told me that all cotton would be burned and all public buildings destroyed this is all i know of general sherman's ordering the cotton to be burned the shed under which the cotton was stored was private property general sherman's army took possession of columbia at about eleven o'clock a m at the time he came in the city was under its civil officers and was surrendered to him by them the confederate forces had left the city that same morning and had held military possession until they left my impression is that general beauregard was in command general wade hampton held a position as one of the commanding officers there was a good deal of cotton piled in the streets of the city prior to its occupation by the federal forces with the intention that it should be burned and an order was issued to that effect but none was burned before the coming in of the federal troops and the order was not obeyed and a portion of the cotton was not burned until the last day of the occupation by the federal troops a portion was piled in main or richardson street in the neighborhood of the old court-house at this place there was about two hundred bales the rest of the cotton was piled in different parts of the town principally in and about the portion of town called cotton town w b williams sworn to before me this fifteenth april eighteen seventy two jonathan f porteous u s commissioner to int first orlando z bates aged fifty-eight years columbia south carolina merchant to int third the city was in the possession of general sherman's army after ten or eleven a m on that day general sherman was in command of that army i saw him on that day as he entered the city and passed along the main street at the head of the main body of the army i was at that time one of the aldermen of the city of columbia and on the morning of the seventeenth february a d eighteen sixty five was informed that the board of aldermen would meet at six o'clock a m attended and was informed by the mayor of the city that the city was about to be evacuated by the confederate troops and that it would be surrendered to the army of general sherman in company with the mayor hon t j goodwin and alderman mackenzie and stork i proceeded to the outskirts of the city and met the advance guard of the federal army under command of colonel stone to whom the mayor tendered the surrender of the city informing colonel stone that there were no troops of the confederate army in the city and that the population was chiefly old men and women and children 
colonel stone accepted the surrender and deponent and the persons already named accompanied by colonel stone returned into the city about twelve or one o'clock when i observed a number of scattered federal soldiers already in the city there was no alarm of fire and no burning of any description previous to the occupation already stated the conflagration commenced after the entry of the united states forces to int four a large portion of the city was destroyed by fire during the day and night of the seventeenth february eighteen sixty five and on the following day i was in the city and was at various points in that portion which was destroyed at the time of the burning and saw the burning as it progressed i saw the burning of several houses in the portion of the city lying between main street and the gas works at about twilight on the seventeenth a little later the store on main street occupied by an aid association as a depot of supplies for confederate hospitals near the corner of plain street was set on fire i was present with the fire company aiding to extinguish it and saw federal soldiers sticking bayonets into the engine hose and cutting the same with hatchets and knives the hose and carriage was finally demolished and the engine rendered unserviceable by the soldiers these fires preceded the general conflagration i will also state that a quantity of cotton had been brought out of the cellars of stores where it had been kept on the east side of main street between washington and main streets and piled in the middle of the street as the troops passed it i saw the cotton fired by them striking matches and applying the cotton thus fired was kept from spreading by mr mackenzie the captain of the independent fire company having a hose attached to the hydrant at that point and keeping a stream constantly playing upon it this was during the afternoon of the seventeenth february at about eight or nine o'clock p m on the seventeenth february i saw several rockets ascend from some point near the state house shortly after this my store which was on main street a few doors south of the market was set on fire and immediately after this i saw fires arising in various parts of the city and in very short time nearly the whole of richardson or main street was in flames i saw several instances of federal soldiers actually applying fire to buildings and others carrying torches in various parts of the city for the same purpose i conversed freely with the soldiers of general sherman's army both at the time of the burning and afterwards and no one ever denied the act but several expressed regret that the entire city was not destroyed i saw numbers of them at the scenes of the burning giving expressions and demonstrations of satisfaction by dancing and otherwise to ent five every house from one square south of the state house to upper boundary street or main street which includes all the business houses were burnt up excepting one small house in the extreme northern portion of main street all the storehouses containing cotton were burned and my observation was that every bale of cotton in columbia at that time was burned the large warehouses in the northern portion of main street which were principally stored with cotton were all burned cross-examined by james a dunbar esq counsel for the united states i was an alderman of this city at the time of its surrender previous to the surrender the confederate forces had occupied this city 
they evacuated the city on the morning of the seventeenth february a d eighteen sixty five i have no means of knowing who was in command of the confederate forces in the city generals beauregard joseph e johnston and wade hampton and general law were here about that time i saw them some days before the seventeenth but not on that day i saw infantry and cavalry of the confederate forces leave the city on the morning of its occupation by the federal forces the cavalry which was called wheelers left in the direction of winsboro at about nine o'clock a m and the infantry at an earlier hour on the seventeenth prior to the leaving of the confederate forces cotton was piled up and stored on the back streets of columbia one lot was piled in richardson street between lady and washington streets about one hundred yards south of the courthouse there were about ten bales thus piled this was the only cotton which i know to have been piled on richardson street the bales were ragged and in bad order this cotton was not fired or attempted to be fired according to my knowledge prior to the evacuation by the confederate forces and was not burning until after the troops of general sherman took possession of the city on the afternoon of the seventeenth i first saw it burning about three o'clock of that day it was not entirely consumed at that time it was extinguished first by the independent fire engine company and then the hose was attached to the hydrant and ordered to be played on until the fire was entirely put out no united states soldiers assisted in putting out this fire as far as i know of no cotton was piled on richardson street between washington and plain streets nor between lady street and the state house these ten bales or about that number was all the cotton which i saw piled on richardson street at the time i returned into the city after surrendering the city to colonel stone there was a strong breeze blowing from a westerly direction when the wind did not carry the fire i saw the united states soldiers carry the fire by torches and apply it to the buildings which were not then burning i am unable to state of my own knowledge who started the fire in the first instance i do not know of my own knowledge that general sherman or any subordinate officer issued an order or orders that the city should be burned i never heard general sherman say to mayor goodwin that private property should not be burned on sunday morning the nineteenth of february eighteen sixty five i knew the united states soldiers to assist in extinguishing the fire at the residence of adam edgar on lady street and in that neighbourhood and their efforts prevented the spread of the fire on that occasion i do not know that wood's division of sherman's army were employed in the effort to extinguish the flames of the general conflagration on the morning of the eighteenth of february at the time of which i have testified i was not in the confederate service cross-examined by william r bachman esq counsel for plaintiffs i do not know of any order being issued by general sherman that any buildings in columbia should not be burned but i saw an order signed by a colonel williams or some officer posted in the building known as the sword factory on washington street to the effect that that building was not to be burned i read the order myself that building was not burned but it was much damaged by the soldiers pulling off the weather boarding on the eighteenth february a little before sunset 
i called to see the officer of the day at his headquarters on plain street and in his absence was shown by the officer who represented him an order which forbade the firing of any house in the city either by soldier or citizen on the penalty of being shot after this time the fire occurred at adam edgar's as i have before stated and at other places these fires were extinguished by the aid of the united states soldiers i do not know of any assistance rendered by the united states soldiers in suppressing the fire on the day and night of the seventeenth of february orlando z bates at about eleven or twelve o'clock that night i saw a squad of united states soldiers enter my premises and apply fire to the outbuilding by means of some inflammable torches which they put to the buildings i put out the fire so applied twice and on the third time my residence and the neighboring dwellings were consumed i saw the soldiers break in the door of the washington street methodist church immediately opposite my own residence and in a few moments after i saw the smoke and flames coming out of the doors and windows and the church was soon consumed i was in the company of two united states officers at the time of this occurrence and they with me witnessed it after leaving my own house at about one o'clock of that night i saw a party of united states soldiers break into the residence of c p pelham on the corner of washington and bull streets i went to the door and saw these soldiers in the upper part of the building and in a few minutes afterward i saw the flames break out of the upper part of the building and it was soon burned down i saw no other firing by soldiers during the night malcolm shelton extracted from depositions in the case of david jacobs versus the united states testimony of j g gibbs the city was surrendered to general sherman about ten o'clock in the morning of friday the seventeenth february by dr thomas jefferson goodwin the mayor about one mile from the limits of the town he rode out to meet the army coming in and the forces entered the city and took possession just at eleven o'clock i noticed the clock myself as the first van arrived no resistance was offered to general sherman or his army most of the confederate troops left early on friday morning the rear guard under general p b young of general hampton's command left just as the federal troops were entering no riots fire or pillage had yet occurred on the seventeenth day the first fire commenced about three hours after the first entering about ten o'clock an alarm of fire arose caused by the burning of some cotton in richardson street it was set by the united states soldiers my own impression is that the fire was accidentally caused by a cigar being thrown into the cotton the alarm of fire was started the fire engines immediately began to play on it and subdued the flames just about the time that it was extinguished the united states soldiers began to riddle and to cut up the hose with their bayonets i was present immediately at the fire which occurred just south of the market there was no disorder though the troops all seemed in a good humor and were laughing and jeering at those who had extinguished the flames but opposed no resistance except a few drunken men cut up the hose but the fire had already been extinguished question these drunken men were soldiers answer yes sir and there was some sacking but was not general 
that is between this fire and night i saw several instances myself my store amongst the rest was broken open by the soldiers no officer present about seven o'clock in the evening three or four rockets were thrown up in the extreme northwestern portion of the town immediately after that fire was seen in three different points in the northwestern part of the city the flames spread rapidly from each of those quarters there was a strong wind blowing from the northwestern towards the southwestern direction which caused the general conflagration there is no doubt but that the city was burned by the wind spreading the flames but whenever they came to a vacant lot and the flames would have stopped they were started on this side by the soldiers who had inflammable materials turpentine and cotton i saw various of the soldiers with bottles with some inflammable materials i supposed it to be turpentine with which they made fireballs and started the fire in buildings in that way my father's house was burned by them after having escaped the general conflagration it was a fireproof building and had escaped the flames i saw them fire the furniture in the house turn over the piano tables chairs and starting the fire from lace curtains which they lit from the gas lights there was a crowd present at my father's house who did his best to stop these proceedings but was powerless i did not see anything of the transportation of merchandise in vehicles or otherwise no restraint was put by the officers and no effort at all made until saturday morning no patrol or provost guard was to be seen suppressing the proceedings the signals sent up were those already described which were the signals for firing the town about seven o'clock in the evening question whether immediately thereafter fires at various parts of the business portion of the city were about simultaneously started and state such instances as you witnessed of the setting of such fires how and where used and by whom done whether any and what efforts were made by citizens to put out fires whether on the seventeenth day an assistance was rendered them and by any united states soldiers whether the hose-pipe was cut and any engine used in extinguishing the flames injured by the united states soldiers within your personal knowledge please state if you at any time knew or heard of any order by general sherman or his subordinate on the seventeenth day of february forbidding the plunder and burning of private stores buildings and property if such order was generally on said day known or promulgated or if you heard of such an order issued after the conflagration had been subdued on the eighteenth of said february answer immediately after the rockets the fire started at three different points in the northwest part of the city and extended very rapidly in a southeasterly direction it was done by soldiers of general sherman's army efforts were rapidly made by the citizens the engines were not turned out that night because the hose had been cut when they were playing on the fire of the cotton at one o'clock in that day therefore the engines were of no service but there were buckets of water and the efforts were made to extinguish the flames by individuals until there were so interfered with by the soldiers that they found it useless and abandoned all efforts question were the engines injured answer i think not only the hose question did you hear of any order etc answer i heard of no order 
on the contrary i have every reason to believe from information derived from some of his own soldiers that if the town was not actually destroyed by orders the men fully understood that they would have license to do as they pleased i can give my special reasons for saying that for instance a house belonging to me occupied by dr boozer now physician of the penitentiary was visited on friday evening by united states soldiers and in return for some kindness shown them by mrs boozer his wife they kindly advised her to remove and conceal everything of value that the town would be destroyed that night she came to me and carried me to her house to see these men who repeated in my presence these statements but i could not believe it and dissuaded her from any attempt to remove i could not believe such a thing possible but it turned out as they predicted question when were you appointed mayor answer the citizens had a meeting the morning after the fire and sent for me in the state house yard and begged me to take hold of the government of the city j g gibbs sworn to etc etc extract from testimony of joseph sampson the soldiers entered the town about ten or eleven o'clock a m and they began to pillage about two p m and i saw colonels and captains with these soldiers while they were pillaging and i saw no effort made by them to put a stop to these acts i remained in columbia until eighteen sixty six when i returned here to charleston no cross-examination signed joseph sampson sworn to me before this twenty ninth day of july eighteen seventy two seal jonathan f porteous u s commissioner extracts from depositions in gravelly versus u s deposition of john a civil john a civil a witness for the memorialist being duly sworn deposes and says i was a resident of columbia during the occupation of the city by the forces of general sherman in february eighteen sixty five i witnessed the conflagration of said city on the night of the seventeenth of february eighteen sixty five and the days following i saw united states soldiers officers being present with them put fire to houses during that period i saw a united states officer and file of soldiers set fire to a storehouse containing cotton on the morning of the evacuation of the city by the united states troops cross-examined by mr basket at the time i saw the united states soldiers setting fire to houses the officers present were not assisting them in doing so i saw one officer attempting to put the fire out he was the only officer out of them all that i saw attempt to do anything to stop the fire the officers when applied to by the members of my family said they could afford no relief the first fires which i saw was about seven or eight o'clock in the evening of the seventeenth of february when the officers were applied to as stated several houses in my neighbourhood were on fire there was a little wind at the time but a strong wind prevailed later in the night john a civil deposition of roland keenan roland keenan a witness for the memorialists being sworn deposes and says i am a resident of columbia and was present at the burning of columbia on the seventeenth february eighteen sixty five i saw during that burning soldiers in the uniform of the united states setting fire to buildings in cotton town 
at that time there were united states officers mingling in the crowd and they made no effort to prevent the burning i saw federal soldiers set fire to the storehouse belonging to mrs law at the corner of upper and richardson streets in the city of columbia the house was filled with cotton and the buildings and cotton were completely destroyed by the fire cross-examined by mr Bousket i saw a company of twelve or thirteen federal soldiers with torches in their hands setting fire to several cotton houses in the upper part of columbia and there were five or six officers in that party the streets were crowded with troops at that time i did not see the officers actually assisting in the burning nor did i see them make any efforts to prevent it or put it out cross in reply by mr walker the soldiers spoken of as setting the fire must have done so under the observation of the officers present by mr bousket could the officer have controlled the men on that occasion the witness says on the only occasion on which i saw them attempt it they controlled them with ease r a kernan deposition of ptolemy chambers ptolemy chambers a witness being duly sworn deposes and says i was a resident of columbia on the seventeenth february eighteen sixty five on that night i saw early in the evening federal soldiers commanded by an officer setting fire to houses in the upper part of the city of columbia i lived in the immediate neighbourhood and saw the cotton house of mrs law burning in the general conflagration on the night of the seventeenth february eighteen sixty five and with its contents it was entirely destroyed i know that it was filled with cotton belonging to fisher and agnew and company p p chambers deposition of charles f jackson charles f jackson a witness being duly sworn deposes and says i am a native of england i was on main street in the city of columbia on the occasion of the entry of the main army of general sherman on the seventeenth february eighteen sixty five i witnessed the seventeenth army corps march through the main street and was struck by the perfect order and equipment of the said corps at the time the advanced corps were disbanded and breaking into and plundering the stores along their line of march and though from the discipline of the said seventeenth corps it would have been easy to have prevented this pillage no attempt was made so to do on the night following i witnessed united states soldiers with balls of combustible material lighting them and flinging them about the streets and over and under the houses federal officers at the same time mingling in the crowd the conflagration of columbia i believe could have been prevented judging from the perfect discipline of the united states army when under orders as i saw it on that day subsequent to the destruction of columbia i saw a united states officer whose name i do not now remember who stated to me that the burning of columbia was premeditated and he stated to me that he had seen the plan of march as mapped out and that columbia was marked for conflagration and that it was a general understanding in the army that columbia was to be burned he further stated that any statement made by general sherman to the contrary was a lie the counsel for the united states objects to the admission of any statement made to witness c f jackson end of part one